0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. I'm your host. Thank you so kind of being part of the show. We are here, and thank you. A little bit late, got a few things all mixed up, but that's all right. We're here. Welcome aboard. I got the chat started late, so I may miss some of you, but welcome aboard. Yvette avery Herrod, Welcome aboard. May Wood. Welcome aboard. Michael Rutnan, Welcome aboard. Bridge MCP. Bridge has a long message that we're going to start with this afternoon, and it says the following. Fanny Willis. Fanny Willis uh blast jim jordan for investigating charges on trump you lack basic you lack a basic understanding of the law fanny uh, fanny willis the Georgia District Attorney, who charged former President Donald Trump, shot back at Representative Jordan after the House committee to cheers opening an investigation into her office in August, accusing a Republican of failing to understand the law and trying to be obstructive or trying to obstruct the criminal proceeding against Trump and his aliens or allies. Jordan sent a letter to Willis that asked her to turn over information to the House Judiciary Committee, saying lawmakers were investigating whether her prosecution of trump and his co-defendants were election interference uh, use federal funds that's the way they get in right because they may provide certain entities with federal funds that is what they claim is oversight by getting involved give them a few dollars and hey we can have oversight all right continuing 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 uh he said uh uh Saying lawmakers were investigating whether her prosecution of Trump and his co defendants for election interference used federal funds, whether she coordinated with federal prosecutors, and whether her office improperly used state uh, criminal law to regulate the conduct of federal officials acting in their official capacities. Willis responded Thursday, writing Jordan's letter contains inaccurate information, misleading statements, and its obvious purpose is obstruct a Georgia criminal proceeding and to advance outrageous partisan risk representations. The committee's probe offends principles of state sovereignty that gives states power over criminal cases and transgresses separation of powers by infringing on the justice department. Willis wrote, among other legal issues, and she argued, settled constitutional laws clearly permits me to ignore your unjustified, uh, your unjustified intrusion uh, into an open state prosecutorial case. If that beautiful or what. You know, Republicans always like to talk about states' rights, states' rights. Well, whatever happened to states' rights? They mean states' rights when they are running things. But otherwise, they don't want state rights. They want to have whatever rights is necessary to put you under control. Bridge MCP is in the House as well. Or It just gave us that. She also says, my central air went out and well inside ran outside didn't wouldn't turn off. I cleaned furnace yesterday. Can't be coincidence. I fixed it after trying everything. Found furnace door wasn't shut correctly. And it probably had that switch that you worked with. Eric Hayes is in the house. He says, "Hum, all the new laws for Second Amendment things wanted uh, wanted, and also harsh results uh, via laws if you don't abide. But Hunter has committed multiple felonies included for his amendment but all want him to get off. Seems hypocritical. And why would it take five years to resolve this? Well, it's all political nonetheless. All right, let's, let's do this. Uh, and, and Breach, I need to entertain this. Let's deconstruct the felony charge we're talking about Hunter Biden. The, the potential felony charge is what again? Because he lied to acquire a gun that he never used or loaded. Let, let's let's give context to all that these folks are going crazy about. Hunter Biden bought a gun by stating on the and on the the information, the background check. I think it is that he was not a drug dealer, while we know he was a drug dealer. I mean, not drug dealer, drug user. While we know he was a drug user, ironically. Mostly anybody who goes ahead and buys a gun, more than likely at some time in college, at some time elsewhere, have smoked a marijuana, have taken a little hit of something. So every single person, every single person that fills out that information that have ever smoked dope, that have ever took taken a black Molly, that have ever taken a prescription drug not assigned to them, light on that. Do you want to throw a felony on all these guys? No, because that's not how discretion work in the court. Never has. Now, when it comes to the uh, to taxes and and running away from taxes, okay, he deserved the misdemeanor that he's going to get for that. But guess what? Most Republicans lie on their taxes because they hate to pay taxes and when one asks them whether they do these things as Trump would tell you the reason he doesn't pay taxes is because he's not stupid. So let's be clear here. Let's be very clear. What you guys are doing as with respect to Hunter Biden is entirely and completely political. More importantly... You know it. And how do you know it? Because you have friends, if not yourself, who have guns, who filled out the background check. And how many of you here who have guns that have never smoked a bat, meaning a marijuana, a ganja, whatever you want to call it, taking a, a hit of an illicit drug, taking a p- prescription drug that you were not prescribed? How many of you who owns guns right now that are listening to me? do you want to be charged with a felony so let's be clear here it is it is hypocritical and it is not only hypocritical it makes you look pretty darn silly which is what happens anyway let's see what else we got here but he says gun gun eric texas and guns and you're upset about that now jared and ivanka are coming down soon so let's talk about that eh the funny thing about it right is the thing that can absolutely get Biden away from that gun charge is that the Second Amendment crowd wants to make sure that nobody can be charged with not being able to have a gun because they use drugs. That's what they want to call unconstitutional. Think about it. So they don't know what to do. Now, these guys are never consistent. If there's one thing with the right, is their inconsistency. Okay, you're right, Mike. Mike, do you own a gun, Csac Have you ever taken a hit of crack? Have you ever taken a, a marijuana? Have you ever taken a prescription drug that you were not prescribed? Please answer that question honestly. And then let's see if you should be charged with a felony. Let's see if you should be charged with a felony. Anyway, folks, before any further ado, while uh, we get more people in, etc., I want to go ahead and play a piece from um, Sarah Levin on religiosity to some extent. Anyway, let's go ahead and check. This was an interview again that I did and uh, at uh, Netroots. So check this out and then we will take it on the other side. Let's get that on and here we go. Welcome to another edition of Politics Run. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today, we are honored to have, and I'm going to make sure to say these names right, Sarah Levin. Yep. I got that right. Yes, you did. And also, Juhem. Juhem. Navarro Rivera, how are you guys doing right now? You're both with Secular Strategies.
1: I'm a Secular Strategies.
0: And Joem is?
2: Sociology.
0: All right, so let's go ahead. And I, I tell you why I am going to start with Secular Strategies. As I was walking to my room to do some development, I saw this young lady on the ground working her heart out, preparing for a, one of the, our panels. And I asked her what it was about, and she said, Uniting community. So I'm going to say that and let her. Take it away from there.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, so I'm really excited to be presenting at Netroots with uh, this year. Um, we have been both working for a long time to activate non-religious voters. Right. Uh, the religiously unaffiliated are the fastest growing religious demographic mm-hmm. in the U.S. And yet we are severely underrepresented in politics, um, often excluded, including in um, progressive coalitions. Right. Um, or maybe at best kind of an afterthought. Right. And we just want to really educate folks about who this demographic is, Right. It's so important to the future of progressive politics, and, mm-hmm. and I would say the now, mm-hmm. and how to go about engaging our community.
0: And what do you do with your, co- your with your company?
2: Yeah, so we're a consulting firm, we research consulting.
0: Uh-huh.
2: So I work with mostly progressive organizations, mostly uh, led by people of color, mm-hmm. women, or women of color, uh-huh. uh, on the issues of research design. So we design surveys, focus groups. Uh, we do data analysis, design dashboards, uh, lean data. I call the research department of organizations that have organizers, but no research department. Right. So that's what I...
0: I, I so I can see it. that you guys probably work together on these issues uh, because you can provide quite a bit of analytical data. Yes. Got it. Now, let me ask you, you said that, that you want to make sure that the progressive, that the progressive space is open to... Absolutely, everybody. Tell me how the secular and why it's a secular and secular issue, as you see it.
1: So, when you say a secular issue, it's because religion and government. um, er, Or let me start by saying. The First Amendment Establishment Clause, right? Right. That provides for the separation of religion and government. Right. That's not one issue. Right. That's like a hundred different issues. Yeah,
0: thousands of issues. Right, yeah.
1: right. And every place that religion has um, imposed itself on our laws is mm-hmm. a, is, a, is an opportunity to, um, to clarify the role that religion should have right. in government. So it ranges from everything from healthcare, mm-hmm. right, the the push to um, make abortion illegal is right. based on a religious viewpoint that right. life begins at conception. Right. It is preventing good policies like uh, medical aid and dying, right. uh, which is the right to, if you have six months or less to live, right. with terminal illness, to end your life on your own terms because right. you get... Folks like the Catholic Church lobbying against those kinds of bills. It's every type of religious exemption you can imagine. There's a bunch of states that have religious exemptions for child abuse and neglect Mm -hmm. that regulate faith child care centers differently than secular ones. Right. We have religious exemptions from vaccine requirements. Right. We have Christianity taking over our military right. uh, so that atheists in the military don't have equal access to services. They're being right. discriminated against. They're going to proselytized proselytize to. The list goes on. It's very, very long. Right. And a lot of the work that I do is with um, elected officials and candidates to make sure they understand how deep these issues go um, and how they can advance positive policies so that we're not always on the deep defense of trying to undo right. what the Christian right is doing, but also having a positive vision for what does inclusive religious freedom policy look like so that people of all faiths and none feel included, but taxpayer dollars aren't going to organizations that are using our tax dollars to then discriminate. On the I, it's
0: amazing religion. because everybody pays their taxes. So why do we allow particular organizations to have preeminence over what our laws are going to uh, be.
1: Exactly. You have foster care and adoption care centers getting government funding right. that will turn away Jews, will turn right. away same-sex couples, all on the basis of religious, religious liberty.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 where do you play in that part?
1: So
2: one of the things is that, as Sarah mentioned, like a right. lot of secular organizations, secular communities, right. have organized around this issue of the First Amendment, and, um, religious liberty, religious freedom. Uh, but what happens also is that public opinion shows that you know, even though the secular community cares a lot about these particular issues, this is not just the only thing we care about. Right. right. Uh, survey as after survey after study shows that the knowns, the non-religious, the secular community is the most progressive in the country in terms of economic justice, racial right. justice. Uh, Do Name it, uh,
0: environmentalism. Let, 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 yes. me, let me let me stop you there because it's amazing that you, what you just said, but it's true uh, that you would think that the religious community, based on the tenets that they're based on, that somehow they would care more about humanity. Somehow they would care more of, the, of these things that move these things forward. And you're saying no, from your data, that's not the case at all. Yeah,
2: because we will only have one life. Right, and we have to care about the here and now. Right. We, 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 we're not expecting heaven. So right. We have to build it on Earth. It's very liberation theology kind of time. right? Uh, and that's kind of like the, the, the religious uh, colleagues and, and allies that will have will have those same kinds of beliefs. But in our case, it's like you know we, we have to build it here because it's it's the only planet and it's the only life. We it have.
0: is interesting, Sarah, because I mean, as it turns out. Um, if you if you listen to how both of you are framing this, what's good for secular? Uh, what good if laws or secular is great for everybody, but what may what folks in the let's say the religious realm may want just may not. So in ev- in effect, what would you want to pass? You want to make sure that in effect, those who are looking for these secular laws, these secular things actually needs to be pushed more because, again, it serves all people as opposed to some. Did I sum that up a bit right?
1: Absolutely. The problem with mixing religion and government mm-hmm. is that inevitably you're going to privilege a specific group over everybody else. Right. And if it's Christians, there's no possible way that it's going to be representative of all Christians because right. there's so many denominations, right. so many interpretations, right? right. Scriptures in the eye of the beholder. And, and so the only way... The only way in a pluralistic democracy mm-hmm. to ensure that everybody's rights are protected is to keep religion and government separate and base Absolutely. your laws not on doctrine, but what is objectively compassionate? What is actually going to solve the problem? What's evidence based? I
0: mean, I like that word objectively compassionate, not for compassion, objectively compassionate. I love that. So uh, you you think about it, right? Um, You you know, everybody can talk about being compassionate, but how compassionate it is to support laws that starve kids. How compassionate it is to support laws that don't provide healthcare while healthcare is paid. I mean, I'm from the state of Texas. We have, uh, you probably all heard of the Medicare, Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. It's denied in Texas. That is, and it's denied on various grounds from a religious sect. What does that tell you? <laughs> Do they support the harming of children for not providing healthcare? So that objectively, compassionate is a lot more effective than false compassion. Finish up. Finish up for me. Give me a closer. So in, say- in, in, in other words, tell me what you would have liked me to ask you, both of you, that I didn't.
1: Do you know what I'm ready to go? I need a second.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah, I would say like who are these knowns? Because we were, that's one of the things we're defining. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of assumptions out there, especially with the media, mm-hmm. that you know the knowns are these spiritual but not religious, like religion adjacent.
0: Right. You know, the, the
2: atheists are the bad I
0: guys. love that, yes.
2: Uh, and the, the, the most of the knowns are religious adjacent, they don't but the, the truth is the truth is that most knowns are distrustful of religion.
0: Exactly. Like the
2: people are leaving religion, you, can, you see the, the patterns that a lot of people have a bad opinion of religion because conservatives have helped doing that. Right. But the fact is that. They're not running toward liberal congregations. They are moving away from religion. They're raising their kids without
0: religion. Right.
2: And we need to we need to end up that that myth that you know these these people are going to come back at some point. They're not coming back. Right. But we we need to live with that reality and engage with that reality and engage them. And your
0: and your data proves that. Yes. Your data proves that. You want to give us a closer, uh, Sarah. Yes
1: uh jobs closer actually inspired mine. I think what I w- wish you would have asked me is in this environment we're in at roots and mm-hmm. in the progressive movement what can they do? And I think what what I'd like to see in progressive circles is not when when they're facing and confronting white Christian nationalism mm-hmm. recognizing that if the only constituency you're engaging to address it is the religious left, you are not going to win this battle. Not only are you not being as inclusive Mm -hmm. as you should be as a big tent movement, but you are not going to win because we're limiting your coalition. And frankly, not only do you need to be including the secular community, you need to be centering our perspective, because our perspective is the one that is going to be the most pluralistic by default. And we've been doing the work for years. So make sure to include our community in your work.
0: Joanne, thank you so kindly for being on Politics Done Right. And Sarah, thank you so kindly. kindly for being on politics and right. And you don't have to spend all that time. Today is your last day. (laughs) You can, you can have a little bit of time now. Okay.
1: Okay. Now I have permission.
0: There you you. go. All right. (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoyed that. As you can see, these were all these videos were all produced, executive produced by our great supporters here at Politics Done Right, the PDR Posse. Thank you guys for the support. That's why you are given your credit at the end of each of these videos. Anyhow, 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 anyhow. Uh, Eric K says a drug thug with prostitution, person, and God knows what. Yeah, applies to a lot of people. I mean, it seems like your 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 furor. Your fewer President Trump liked that when he went to Russia as well. In fact, the, the, the theory is that the reason he, he he tries not to upset Russia is because maybe Russia has some stories about him. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. We don't know. But... I'm just teasing there. You know, I don't don't partake of those kinds of things. OK, we also have Mike Cisak who says in, it's legal, uh, it's illegal uh, to land a gun application. And he then he said he never lied on one. So in other words, he never took an illicit drug or he never took a piece of drug that wasn't prescribed to him or anything like that. Good for you. I'm very happy for you. Eric K says, who care about Jared? Well, because Jared got two billion dollars. I wonder what what they had to give up for that two billion dollars. Right, uh, bridge as bridge would say, who paid Jared? Yes, the if the same way you should think, not care about who paid Jared, who was actually working in the White House. Why do you care about uh, Biden, who uh, who uh, about uh, Biden, who was not working in the White House? Do you see how silly that makes you, sir? Come on, now, wake up, smell the coffee. Get get un poco de cosa en el cráneo, por favor. Por favor, consiga un poco de cráneo en la cabeza. All right. Anyway, Bridge MCP says, same with Hunter, but not guilty. Move on. Thank you very much, my dear, beautiful Bridge. AVQ says, there's a particular stigma associated with crack that doesn't exist with cocaine or other legal drugs. I mean, they're the same substance. The only difference is that one has a proclivity for black people, meaning black people use crack because of the price and uh, cocaine used by more of the white affluent folk so of course but they're the same thing and they do the same thing to the blood so hey but you know what it's like uh, uh Senor avq all right uh, let's see what else we got here eric they don't care about the law it's about power for the p- political left let's talk about power i love that let's talk about power breach. let's talk about power let me explain something to you guys You guys that are on the right are so full of it. Let's talk about a story in Wisconsin. It turns out that Wisconsin has a 3-3 Supreme Court right now and one judge missing. The people of Wisconsin elected by a landslide a progressive Supreme Court Judge, remember, Wisconsin, they claim, is a 50-50 state. It's actually a 50-50 state that leans progressive. I know, I've been there, I've been to Madison and all these other areas, you know, and it leans progressive. Yes, it's a 50-50 state by vote. But if you take a look at who's governor, who is a senator, etc., it's a pretty darn progressive leaning state. So the people have spoken. They just had an election. They elected a Supreme Court justice that is a progressive. Now, what the legislature did in Wisconsin is they drew maps severely gerrymandered, even though Progressive wins most of the at-large seats in Wisconsin, which means Wisconsin has a progressive bent. They win most of the at-large seats, which means if everybody votes, they win most of those seats. So what did they do under the previous Republican governor? They gerrymandered the state, and they continued it. Now, if you take a look at the state... Even though the state is, let's call it 50-50 for the sake of argument, over 60-something percent of all the districts are drawn in such a manner that they get represented by Republicans. But not only do they do that, but it's a super majority by Republicans. They pack all the Democrats in tight, tight districts, and they ensure that the state is mostly represented by Republicans, where they can split the state up in pieces. So now, those are unconstitutional boundaries. Why are they unconstitutional? Because they take away the rights from a group of voters in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I should be able to say it's unconstitutional. Mike Sisek is supposed to be able to say it's unconstitutional. Mike Rudnan is supposed to be able to say it's unconstitutional, as well as Eric Hayes. Notice I named two conservatives, two progressives. Anybody who look at these maps see that the delegation that represents uh, Wisconsin, both federally and in the state, doesn't represent the will of the people okay so now the will of the people they elected a, a supreme court justice in wisconsin progressive this wasn't done by a gerrymandered people because a full state a fully state driven election cannot be gerrymandered so the vast majority of the state went for the progressive candidate Now the gerrymandered state legislature, with a supermajority, wants to go against the people, and 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 impeach that judge. But here's the kicker: they can also do something worse by not uh, assigning her her job. They can leave her in limbo, so that the Democratic governor also cannot. Appoint a Supreme Court judge. If you want to understand, remember I I I brought this up because one of our conservatives, Mike Cisak, said that what progressives want was just power. Remember what I talk about when I speak about the right wing; they project the thing that they most say that or they accuse others of is generally what. They do. So if you look at what has occurred in Wisconsin or what is occurring in Wisconsin, Wisconsin, it's a power move that they are attempting to take over the Supreme Court in a manner that is against the will of the people. Again, projection. It's the same thing about who sexually assaults Kids, who, who, her, who harm kids? When you look at the statistics, who sexually assault kids? Mostly evangelical Christians, police officers, some teachers, and relatives. Not the transgenders, not the cross-dressers. None of these are the people that do the harm to kids. What is it Again. Projection by the right. The people who talk about love are the ones who show hate. The people who talk about caring about kids are the ones who care about a a, a blaster, but don't care about a living child, a child who has needs. They don't care about those, but they do care about that fetus. They do care about other things. So again, it is always about projection. Anyhow, let me continue reading. Let's go ahead, Mike. Let's see. AVQ says, ask Mike Cisak, what do you think the political left would do with power? I tell you, uplift the poor and build a poor nation. How? Now wonder why there's such fear among your aisle, because that's not their goal. That's not their goal. Bridge MCP said, it wasn't the left on January 6th, it was the law and order people and the leader, so move on, what they did again, they busted up the Capitol, they threw feces around, again, projection, who are the people who do these bad things? Not the BLM marchers, they're not the ones that deface our center of power, our, our Congress, it was the people on the right. Let's be clear. Mike Sisek says it was a political left on January 6th through a bunch of alphabet agencies. You see, it, it, it's amazing how they can easily be convinced of lies. But I won't even finish that one. Uh, let's see. Peggy Lopez is here. Welcome, Peggy Lopez. All right. Uh, let's see. Eric Hayes says Bridge MCP and others love to let criminals they support get off. Of course, we know what it really means is projection by Eric Hayes as well. Fact check. Claims of FBI role in January 6th capital attack are false. In the months following the deadly January 6th attack on the United States Capitol by rioters seeking to overturn the 2020 presidential election results, conservative media personalities have attempted to downplay the insurrection and shift blame. Some baselessly claim that mob of... Uh, Donald Trump supporters who breached Capitol includes fueled by unproven allegations of voter fraud was actually a crowd of Antifa members in disguise. Those allegations were wrong. Now claim the undercover FBI agent were behind the Capitol insurrection or circulated on social media. Evidence surfaced that the FBI planned and executed January 6th Capitol rat. The Tatum report it, uh, wrote in June 17 Instagram post, the narrative started with a June 14 report by the conservative website Revolver News. The story says... There's strong possibility the federal government had undercover agents on... Are confidential informants embedded with the so called militia groups that were seeking to obstruct Senate certification of the 2020 election? The Instagram post linked to a Tatum Report post that recapped the revolver news story. USA Today reached out to Tatum Report for comment. After the article was published, Fox News host Tucker Carlson, Republican lawmakers, and social media users amplified it across so false as it's not true. BSN? BS out. We all know that, but you know, again, some people are easily to convince of crap. Krakak says, can't bring all religious communities grouped together. Problem is most faiths follow their followers that they are the only true faith that God loves. The Russian Trump GOP love fest is not a hoax. We don't, we know that, we know that, we know that. Okay, but it says, not guy slighting, you are just wrong. One plus one equal two, not three, exactamente. Michael Rodden says, Mike Sisek thinks Clinton is part of the political left. L- rolling off, you know, yes, I know, ROFL, Yes. I get it. Eric K says, Summer of love and violence was when... Uh, who said it was okay to do it with the name of whatever? Oh, boy. You poor man. You, poor, I f- you know, I really feel sorry for what many on the right have done to their people on the right who didn't do all the violent stuff. Because you guys don't know what to do now. It has turned out that you are supporting thugs. Your president was a thug. The people who assisted your president were thugs The people who put feces in the Capitol All over the walls Were right wing thugs Yes uh, Projection 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 is shameful I feel for you how difficult it must be To realize that all the things You like to throw on people of color All the things you like to throw on Poor folk all these bad things that you, how you like to define them, it turned out you were just looking in a mirror. It hurts, I know. It hurts to realize that you were always the one you were looking at perpetrating the evils of our society. It hurts, doesn't it? It feels bad. Oh my God, I understand, I understand. I feel for you. All right. Eric Hayes says Harris County has a commissioner missing so Ellis can do this thing. Oh, you poor thing. Mike Sissack said, or rather Maywood says actually a true conservative, someone who is truly pro-business, leans progressive. You, I mean, one of these days you have to explain it to these folks because they don't get that. Mike C. said Maywood Falls, it's a felony. They were trying to get a sweetheart deal that would absolve him from farm. Again, how do we fix the problem with uh, with all these other guys like uh, Jared, right? AC Rodriguez says, right-wingers are always for the rules for the but not for me, for you but not for me, the which right-wing wingers are always for the rules for them, but not for me. They the which witch and complain all day about fairness, but will not call out their own or say what is in the benefit. You nailed it on the, you nailed it perfectly so. Alright, I wondered if conservatives in the chat support what Alabama Republicans are doing to prevent a second black majority district by way of racial gerrymandering. Gerrymandering manipulation usually involves packing, concentrating, uh, the the opposing party voting in power in districts to reduce the voting in power in other districts. It's what they do. AC Rodriguez says uh, right-wingers are almost all unanimous about the rules uh, for the but not For me, Stance, they will not call out their own for doing wrong. You got that. AC? I think I read that one before. Mike says, Egberto, is it not true that leftists want to concentrate programs for people into one central federal government? That's not true. But again, uh, why should I say that? You uh, probably can read it on your own if you so choose to do. Uh, Michael Rosa, Egberto, perhaps one for the screen. Let's see what you got. I hope you don't get me in trouble for putting it on the screen, but I will put it on the screen for you, my dear brother. Uh, let's see. There we go. Come on, to get it on the screen. There we go. And I will place it on the screen and put it out there for you. It says as follows. For those of you that are listening on podcasts, it says, Is there a single other occupation where 5% of employees are pedophiles, anti-Catholics, all Catholic priests are child abusers? Facts. From 1950 to today... Only around five percent of priests have actually been accused of abuse. This includes false accusations. Wow, you know what is so funny that you're proud to say, nah, all all priests are not pedophiles. Only five percent of them are. Suppose five percent of Americans were pedophiles, we would be in deep caca. All right, let's see what else we got, uh, Mike Sisak. I think I, I I named out all of your projections, so. I don't think you have any grounds to stand on at all. I think I've proven my point quite clearly. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Fact check from, uh, there's a fact check from Mike Sisek. Oh my God, fact check from Mike Sisek. A motion for mistrial filed by defense attorney Roger Root said the additional undercover officers bring the number of police agents and informants embedded in January 6th to at least 50. Oh my God, oh my God. I'm going to leave that one alone. I feel for you, sir. All right, let's continue. Our uh, rolling, rolling on the floor laughing. That's what it means. Rolling on the floor laughing. I knew it, but I forgot it. The words. Clinton is not part of the political left despite what Republicans might think. I know it's funny, isn't it? All right, let's see what else we got here. AC Rodriguez says, we on the left uh, call out our own on a daily basis, sometimes to the detriment of our own cause. I don't see the same for this. Again, they only project, remember that, the right projects. Egberto from Michael Rodden, Egberto, conservatives hate to admit fault when them and theirs are clearly doing wrong. Trump has taught them to deny and accuse, then double down, never take responsibility. That is their modus operandi. That is their modus operandi. Okay, I have another video, and this one is uh, for actually for Netroots Nation because again, they do such a good job. I wanted to uh, will Will Easton to talk about how great a uh, how great a production we had out there at Netroots Nation in Chicago, but also that we are going to be meeting up in Baltimore next. So check this out. Then we will take it on the other side. Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right. Today I'm with the one and only Will Easton, this is the guy who runs <laughs> all volunteering here at Netroots Nation, and this guy gets things done. Hey, brother, how you doing I'm doing today, great, Berto. Thanks for having me. All my right, friend. man. Talk to me. Tell me about this year's Netroots Nation. So this
3: year uh, we had pretty large attendance, maybe record. Uh, we were up there at Philadelphia levels, three thousand-ish. Really? Yeah. I, I don't want to quote Mary on this, but right. that's about where we were headed as of a couple of days ago. So that really is happy to be headed for Baltimore next year. That was the news from last night that that Marcos announced. And so to run this whole thing, you've met some of the staff. Um, There are four staff members putting on uh, America's biggest and longest running political Convention for progressives. Right. They couldn't do that without the help of some really, really amazing volunteers who show up, uh, check you in at the Reg desk, get mm-hmm. you your shirt and your and your swag bag back here in the exhibit hall. So it's a community of volunteers. I'm so fortunate to be able to work with them, let me tell you. Well that's some of the most amazing people and community I've met
0: here well, look, at NetRoots. I've been volunteering here at NetRoots for 10 years. i right. am working with this guy for all this time. You know, it's just about Hey, Will, what do you need? And he knows exactly where to send you, where to send you to make sure that this stuff turns out the way it turns out. And you know what? Every year it gets better. The volunteer base works great. And if you take a look at the setup that we have, Will, you're doing a hell of a job. Tell me what we want to get out of this year.
3: So uh, this year... Well, that's a good question. We really do want to unify the progressive movement. You know, Mm -hmm. that's why we all come together in person, because we do a lot of stuff online. And for many of the members, you know, this is my 17th Netroots Nation. Right. I missed the first one, but everyone since then. And it really is about uh, uniting people who have met online. Uh, get face to face, get to know each other, uh, share a meal, share a beer, whatever it mm-hmm. is and, uh, build community and trust and go forward as a progressive movement because we, you know have a lot of division that happens right. that is, is too online. That mm-hmm. stuff, misunderstandings right. happen too right. much. So right. we like to get people together in person.
0: No, I noticed, you know, you, you are always at uh, <laughs> You go, you, you do your parting at night, but you're still here early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how yeah. you keep burning all the, the different sides of the candle like that. But it seemed like people just enjoy talking to you because I'll walk into the, to the registration area and you're always talking to somebody, and not only the, the staff, but People just come up and talk and you're always, what, what are you finding as far as the, the mood of the people this year that you've seen and maybe how it's similar or contrasts with how it's been before?
3: Yeah. So this year seems like uh, we, we, obviously, with the Democratic uh, administration mm-hmm. in power right now, it's right. a different flavor than we're in the, in the opposition uh, world. Uh, it does seem like people are gearing up and getting ready for elections next year in right. a big way. Um, of course, next year is, is the presidential campaign. So, but like I said, we've had really good attendance this year. Um, and in Chicago, Mm -hmm. middle of the country, that's We didn't quite expect that as much, but it's been a wonderful convention and, uh, everybody stepped up, uh, you know, all the sponsor organizations, giant shout out to them, Mm -hmm. uh, to, for helping put this thing on. This is, as you know, a very grassroots effort. Uh, We don't have any big progressive sugar sugar daddies supporting this thing. So Uh, we do
0: encourage everybody to come next year to Baltimore. It's going to be a really good time. Well, I'm pretty sure we're going to have a good time. Now, in closing, uh, what do you want to tell the audience? I'd say a
3: a really good way to get involved with networkization is to step up and volunteer. There will be a link on the website. And it's a good way to meet a community of people, especially if it's your first time here. I always will make sure that your time is well used and scheduled efficiently and that you know what to do and get involved with Netroots. Come, volunteer, sponsor, uh, exhibit in this wonderful exhibit hall out here, and you'll have a great time.
0: NetrootsNation.org. And to, to volunteer it is? Uh, there's a link at the top. I'll have it up
3: as soon as we're out of here. All right, uh, excellent. Yeah.
0: Will Easton, thank you so kindly for having been on public. Thank on you, right? Alberto. Absolutely. My pleasure, my thank pleasure. Love yes your sir. show. Like, thank you, brother. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, don't forget, uh, Netroots is a yearly thing where we get together. All progressives get together and decide how we are going to tackle things. Now, I want to I want to talk about my brother here, Eric Hayes, uh, Mike Sisak, and I don't think I haven't seen anything from Daniel Ledeau today. But they are. We have a lot more conservatives in here than those three. But there is something about there is something about the three of these young men that I think uh, is disturbing because they represent a particular hardcore of the right movement that decided to be snowed. And accept being snowed, and accept being ill-informed, irrespective of what evidence can come out there, irrespective of over five hundred of their peers thrown into jail for what they've done after being judged in a court in an objective court of law, irrespective of them seeing uh, Donald Trump rip his own off, and irrespective of what so many have done uh, in the name of Trump and others. That they continue to toe a line that is completely irrational. Look, to the three of you that are here today, you will always be welcome. You'll always be a part of this family. We all have our prodigal or prodigal uh, families, if you will. But there's a certain sadness, and I'll be honest with you given that I know the truth, Bridge knows the truth, Rudnin knows the truth, Bruce Pollard knows the truth, and have not just regurgitated it as they put information out here, but have proven the information and that all this stuff can be reproducible and that you have stayed in your cocoon of ill information that you have stayed in your cocoon of willful ignorance. What makes it sad? Again, like I said, you are representative of a a certain sect within this society. I'll say you represent a good 15, 20% of people in this country where facts doesn't matter where you want to turn everything into your belief as opposed to looking into objectivity, where things really matter. Not opinion, facts. Not opinions, facts. There's a sadness there, not because you have the ability to hurt anybody else. People are starting to see the light. It's that you're being left behind, not because you have to. You're being left behind out of your own ill will and willful ignorance. You're being left behind because you are choosing for whatever motives. Many of them I I don't want to discuss here in detail. But you are so hurting yourselves. You are so hurting your families. And to some extent... You're so hurting your country. But again, what brings me joy is that most Americans are simply not like you. Like I said, you will always be my friend. You will always be welcome. You will always be my brothers and a few sisters that uh, choose their willful ignorance model. You will always be a part of the family. But there is, in fact, a sadness. There is, in fact, a sadness that you have so allowed yourself to be used, that you have so allowed your minds to be fractured. It is sad. And I hope when you come out of that, that stance, I hope when you recover, you do know one thing. You have a place to land. That's what I tell people all of the times. Everybody must understand that when they see the light, when they have to leave that nebulous thing, you have a place to land. You will have a place to land. You can, you can scream in the chat. You can choose to call names or whatever. But I tell you what. I guarantee you in this house here at politics done right will always be your landing pad without even saying, I told you so just know the door will be open for you. But the sadness, the sadness for the willful ignorance, the sadness for the choice of For the choice of being puppeteered is there. And it, you know, I mean, I don't know how, uh, I don't, I don't, I try sometimes, you know, I I tried it before. I I remember listening to Rush Limbaugh for a week. And I remember what listening to Rush Limbaugh for a week did to me. I actually started parroting some of the stuff that was heard on Rush Limbaugh. I always caught myself. But it is so easy, and especially when the mind needs something to cope for some of its own insecurities, but it is sad. It is absolutely sad. And I wouldn't like to have to live in your being because uh w- w- you know, I-, I just wouldn't like to live in your being. I just wouldn't like to live in your being, it's so difficult. A banjo. I don't know how to play the banjo, but I can grab my guitar and play a little bit of guitar for you. But anyhow, we are coming close to the end of the program. I'm going to finish up about a little early. I think Gandhi said, "I love your Jesus Christ. I just don't love your Christians." That pretty much sums up the conservative movement. Um, the, ev- the conservative evangelical movement is a very evil movement. I, you know, I would tell that to every conservative. Evangelical pastor here in Houston to his face. And notice I said to his face because I can name them. Very evil. Very, very evil. All right, folks, please support the program however best you can. Politicsonright.com. Is at slash support is the way to support our program. politicsunright on right. uh, Politics. Oh, where did that go? Oh, Madre Mia, donde diablos estás? Okay, there we go. Pop, politics on right. Com slash support is the way that you support our program. And uh, let me just tell you that I'd, I'd like to ask you so kindly to subscribe to our newsletter. It goes out every morning at 5 with what the topics are going to be at our, on our KPFT show. And of course, you have access to all of my books. And not only my current books, but my future books. You will always, as long as you are a subscriber to our newsletter, you are you can read our books online at the at our Substack location. So please, 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 uh, I I would love for you to subscribe to my newsletter. And here it is at Substack. I'm putting the link in there. Bree, you said you have your. Um, your air conditioner, throw it back in there because I don't see it. I want to put it on the screen if you to put your H back on the screen if that's what you're telling me you said. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Come on, put it back in there. I don't see it. I don't see your H back. I'm looking for a link for your H back, but I don't see it. So if you want me to put it up on the screen, throw it out in there again and I'll be sure to do so. Um, So yes, folks, please support the program. Politicsunright.com slash support has all the different forms in which you can support our program, as well as uh, politicsunright.com slash newsletter is another way you can support us. We can't do it without you. No pick. Just said, was grateful I got it going. Well, you know what? I am grateful you got your HVAC going. And not only that, you did it with your own ingenuity. In other words, you figured out. What was wrong with it? What was wrong with it? So anyway, guys, I am going to be getting out of here a couple of minutes early. I want to thank all of you for being here. I want to thank you. Please remember to share the program. Please remember to support the program. Please remember that you are family. And even though we have discussions and disagreements with many in the room, again, I want this to be the space that represents America. And we will continue to talk to each other. So uh, today I'm concentrating on Eric Hayes, Michael Cisack. Let me tell you guys Love you guys Okay But again I feel for you My dear friends I feel for you My dear friends My name is Egberto Willis This is Politics Done Right And you guys know How I end this baby How do I end again I am what Out